making his way to the podcast, weighing in at 220 pounds, from Chicago, Illinois, Mark E. Salt. I am Mark E. Salt, and this is Marking Up. Let's grapple with what's going on in professional wrestling. First, I'd like to comment on the release of Emma. This is confusing and baffling and bizarre. Just last week, she was being given a push. She was given a match, her first singles match in a pay-per-view against Asuka. Asuka, who, as it appears, will be the new face of the women's division. So to give Emma this match was huge. But then we find out a week later that she is no longer a part of the WWE roster. Simply mystifying. Earlier today on Twitter, Emma posted simply a heartbroken emoji. And I don't blame her. I would be heartbroken too. You were on the main roster. This is your second turn on the main roster and it seemed that they were giving you a push. You were the person who spearheaded the women's revolution. Those are your words, Emma. Revolution. I know it's evolution, but it is revolution. Emma was the one behind that push. Emma had a darker, more concrete character. Emma could have pulled off a brawler-type character in the vein of Stone Cold or JBL. She could have been the one that pushed the women's division in a different area instead of being bright lights and light up shoes and guys that you see at the used car dealership waving their arms around she had an edge and I loved it we don't know any more about the release WWE has not released any more information about it I'm hoping that Emma will find a place Find somewhere to go. Find a promotion that will use her talents as they should be used. Wherever Emma ends up, I will follow. I will follow her because I believe that she is capable of doing great things. There was one point when somebody didn't believe in Steve Austin. They thought he would be a mid-card wrestler. Emma, keep going. I'm behind you. I'll follow you wherever you go. Now, let's move on and talk about the hell in a cell let's talk about the card and how confusing the card was i was baffled i'm baffled today on this podcast i'm baffled about emma and i'm baffled about how the wwe arranges their matches i understand it is hard to maintain an audience's attention for three hours i understand that there are some ups and downs in the momentum and as an older wrestling fan i can actually appreciate a good drawn out match where one opponent spots a weakness, say a hurt leg or an arm, and wears that arm and leg down and really wrenches it and hurts it until the other opponent can no longer go. But also being a fan during the Attitude Era, during the Monday Night Wars, during the rise of the cruiserweights in the United States, I can appreciate a good high-flying match. I'm not against either type of match. I'm against where you put certain types of matches. It's important to put matches in different places for variety on a card. And I don't believe Hell in a Cell provided this. 
The first match of the night was the tag team title match between the New Day and the Usos. The event is called Hell in a Cell. They start the event with a match that is Hell in a Cell. It set the tone for the event so everyone knew what to expect from the evening. This is one thing that they got right on the card. Starting the match with a Hell in a Cell match. Perfect. And this is where TLC missed the point. There was one table ladders and chairs match. And the ladder wasn't used to retrieve a prize. But only as a weapon. No ladder match ever should end in a pinfall or submission. Somebody, anybody, should climb a ladder to grab a title or a contract, or custody papers, or even a valid excuse for releasing Emma. Let's get back to Hell in a Cell. The tag title match was excellent. The New Day using kendo sticks to trap the Usos against the cage, brilliant. The New Day using a variety of instruments as they try to orchestrate, no pun intended, a title defense. That was marvelous. Then the Usos handcuffing the New Day to the cage to further the Uso penitentiary narrative. This was extra, extra, extraordinary. This match was a great start to the night. The energy was alive and the momentum was built for the remainder of the evening. Then, instead of putting Randy Orton and Rusev in the spot, I would have put Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Then I would have put Randy Orton and Rusev in a time machine and put this match in a house show two years ago when anyone cared about Rusev. This match was a good concession bathroom match break at best. Then came three consecutive title matches. The only time three consecutive title matches is acceptable is during the Night of Champions. During this stretch, it would have been nice to see another Hell in a Cell match. Or a not title match. None of the title matches of the evening were the main event. If the WWE Championship match is not the main event, then the wrong person is the champion. If Kevin Owens is in the main event, then give him the title. In fact, give him any title. Bring back the European Championship if necessary. Not having the championship as the main event devalues the title. Raw is experiencing a similar problem with The Miz. Taking the Intercontinental title and making it a title worth having on Raw. The Intercontinental Champion is on TV. Therefore, people talk about the Intercontinental Championship title. Then two nights later, Jinder Mahal challenges the Where's Waldo of Champions, Brock Lesnar, to a champion versus champion match at Survivor Series. I realize they're setting up Survivor Series to be a WWE Raw against WWE SmackDown event, thus discontinuing storylines, which I find kind of disappointing, and I don't think it adds anything to the Survivor Series card. Neither main title on the shows carries the cachet they once did. If you could have any title brought back, what would it be? Send your thoughts to markesaltz at gmail.com. That's markesaltz at gmail.com. Or find me at Twitter at markeout.
Let's talk about the first of the avalanche of title defenses. Imagine you're Baron Corbin. I'm pretty sure you're not Baron Corbin. Unless you are, then Baron Corbin, would you please tell people about this podcast so we can gain some listens on iTunes? Cheap plug time. This podcast is now available on iTunes. Same great wrestling opinions with a much broader netcast. So you're Baron Corbin. You have a one-on-one match with AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Things are looking great for you since you won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Then the bookers add Ty Dillinger to the match. As Baron Corbin, wouldn't you feel that the bookers on SmackDown aren't taking you serious enough? If it were me, I would think, oh man, there goes my chance at a title. Back to the bottom of the card. Hey, maybe even I'll get a chance to be eliminated in next year's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Well, it's a good thing that I'm not Baron Corbin because he ended up making what appeared to be a dismal situation into a championship moment. He defeated the Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger, and the Phenomenal One, AJ Styles, to become the new United States Champion. It's one more run up the ladder for the Lone Wolf. Congratulations, Baron Corbin. You're on your way. Then we had Natalia. She retained the SmackDown Women's title by being disqualified. Felt this is a very good tactic to push her as a heel. Also continues to build the story with Charlotte, which will be discontinued at Survivor Series for some reason. This could be a very good storyline. And I'll suggest it again. These two need to face off in a 30-minute Iron Woman match at the end of this rivalry, or at some time in the rivalry. Time for a quick three count. The top three women's champions of all time. Trish Stratus, AJ Lee, Charlotte Flair. Jinder Mahal retained the WWE Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. Is the WWE giving Nakamura a legit push or just killing in time until they find another worthy WWE Champion? Who would you rather see as the WWE Champion? Send your thoughts to MarkySaltz at gmail.com. That's Mark, M-A-R-K-E, Saltz, S-A-L-T-Z, at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at MarkEOut. Then it was Dolph Ziggler doing what Dolph does best. He made somebody else look good. In this case, Bobby Roode. I don't know if anyone appreciates how well Dolph works with everybody in the WWE. It is an unselfish person who can put aside his ego for the good of the team. Dolph does this again and again and again and again. Dolph Ziggler deserves to be near the top of the card, which he was. He deserves a title, any title. Bring back the Million Dollar Championship. Then we end the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view with a classic Shane O'Mac match with Kevin Owens. This match was brutal. Everyone was falling, and it appeared to be that everyone was out of commission. So much so that Sami Zayn came down to the ring side area to do his best Terry Funk impersonation. Although Terry Funk wasn't in on a bit, he was just out there to check on his good friend Mick Foley. So it seemed Sammy was doing the same. Oh my, Kevin is seriously hurt to the point that Sammy is out here to check on him. Then, Sammy Zayn puts KO on top of Shane for the one, two, three. Before we go, those who listened to the previous episode heard me make some predictions. One of which was wrong. The Shield did in fact reunite. After planning a reunion match at Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns became ill and could not compete setting up the in-ring return of Kurt Angle. Sorry, Kurt, 
I love you. You're one of the best of all time. But I really wanted to see the shield back in full force. Now, I have a question. Since the flu took Roman Reigns out of this match, does that make the flu the number one contender for the never-on-TV WWE Universal Championship? Whatever happened to the TV title? Why is there not a TV title holder? I think it would add something to either Raw or SmackDown. Hey, even bring it back to NXT. I think it would be a great idea. I love the TV title. I couldn't have been more happy to be wrong about the Shield's reunion, but not as happy as it seemed Kurt Angle was coming to the ring with the Shield. What is something you were glad to be wrong about in your life? Send your thoughts to markesaltz at gmail.com. That's Mark, M-A-R-K-E, Saltz, S-A-L-T-Z, at gmail.com. Or find me at Twitter at Mark E out. On the next episode, we will preview the Survivor Series. Thank you for listening. Until the bell tolls.